You know, one of the long-standing conspiracies in the large pool of conspiracy theories out there is one that has really attracted a lot of attention over the years. It's the theory that our government is conducting secret testing with, with literally out-of-this-world technologies that are truly alien in nature. Now, some of the theories even go as far as to say that the government is hiding actual alien beings in the middle of nowhere and in plain sight. Now, on today's episode of Conspiracy Theory, we're going to pull back the curtain of curiosity and we're going to have a look into Area 51. Now, over the years, there's been a considerable amount of speculation and discussion regarding the facility known as Area 51, and it's widely held uh, that our government is conducting secret testing and experimentation on alien technology, otherworldly aircraft, and even alien life itself. Now, alien life itself, I, I, I don't really know if I believe that part of it or not. Now, I believe there, there may be some things that are very secretive as far as technology goes that the government needs to protect. And that could be a part of it, but we're going to find out. We're going to dig a little bit deeper. Now, really, the claims and the validity of the claims are varied. I mean, they go from anywhere from mildly entertaining to extravagant and complex. But, but really, ultimately, what it boils down to is this. What do you want to believe about the place? You see, conspiracy theories are, are like a religion in a way. Now, what that means before you send me nasty emails is that it takes faith to believe in either one. You see, trusting in what you have not seen with your own eyes is the faith part of it. And ultimately, it's a major tenet of both. Now, with that being said, let's take a little bit deeper look at the secret facility out in the middle of nowhere. The place is located in the southern part of Nevada, and it's approximately 83 miles north of Las Vegas, and that's where you'll find Area 51. And to actually get there, you have to travel along State Route 375. Now, State Route 375 is 98 miles of highway that runs through the sparse desert landscape, and really there's not a lot in the way of, the, of scenery along this stretch of road, save for the few shops that are geared toward those who are who are making that pilgrimage or that journey to Area 51 along Highway 375. Now, and there's also the random tumbleweed that may entertain you, you know, kind of as it rolls aimlessly across the desert floor. But really, there's nothing there but desert and emptiness. Now, it's known by those who have traveled this as the loneliest stretch of road anywhere. And because of the reported UFO sightings, that have been reported over the years by travelers of this road. In 1996, the Nevada State Legislature changed the name of Highway 375 to the Extraterrestrial Highway. Now, the ET Highway won't take you to the front door of the facility, but it will get you close because it actually runs parallel to the famous Area 51. And for those brave enough, or really, more truthfully, foolish enough to drive the road to the front gate, You'll be greeted by the same as any other, by armed security guards asking you to turn back and go about your business, because really, you have no business being there in the first place. The closer you get to the vicinity of the place, you actually start seeing signs that have some pretty stern warnings. And, and really, this only adds to, to more of the mystery to what actually happens beyond the fence. 
And some of the signs carry some pretty heavy-duty language, like warning, restricted area, use of deadly force authorized, no trespassing, photography prohibited. You know, and it's really things like this that put the conspiracy theorist on alert. And the question always begins at the same starting point. What are they hiding? I mean, it's completely normal to entertain that question and wonder if there's something to this theory. Because basically, the place has been hidden in plain sight under the government's repeated statements of denial and secrecy. And because no one associated with the place or the inner workings of the day-to-day business there really want to or can discuss particulars about it, it's no wonder that our curiosity gets the better of us. And because our curiosity gets the better of us, It kind of makes us revert to being a child. Now think about it. If you had older siblings as a child and you asked if you could come in their room and from the other side of a locked door, you heard the response, no. I mean, your first thought is why? What are you hiding? What is it that you don't want me to know or see? I mean, your curiosity would drive you nuts and it would eventually get the better of you. And then and only then it became mission critical that you figure out what's beyond the door. So every time your older siblings weren't home, you figured out how to get into that room and satisfy your curiosity. Now, many, if not all, alien and UFO conspirators consider this place as the holy land of all things alien, and true believers feel that that the secrets just beyond the fence would radically change the discussion about alien life as we know it and would serve to vindicate all of the conspiracies and stories that have become permanent fixtures in conspiracy circles around the world. But like all things mysterious and secret and and hidden, the truth is there, but sometimes it's not for us to know firsthand. So it makes you question, what is the government hiding here? You know, what makes it so intriguing and so ripe for conspiracy theories? Our human nature is is such that any time something is held in a shroud of secrecy, it tends to lend itself to a lot of speculation, and then it fosters our wild imagination. So what is the government hiding? I mean, that's the question. That's what we want to know. And what is it about the place that's so intriguing that it makes us develop and think through and and create all of these conspiracy theories about the place? You know, I think it's because of our human nature. Our human nature is such that any time a veil of secrecy surrounds a place or a thing or, or someone, that's when it starts lending itself over to speculation, and that's when our wild imaginations kick in and take over. But the government has been very secretive about Area 51. They've been very tight-lipped. There's not a lot of information that gets into or out of Area 51. And so much so that the questioning got to the point where the government actually released a letter about this line of questioning. Now, the letter reads, and this letter is public domain, so anyone can go find it on the Internet, and you can download and read it and mull over it all you want to. It says, neither the Air Force nor the Department of Defense owns or operates any location known as Area 51. There are a variety of activities, some of which are classified throughout what is often called the Air Force's Nellis Range Complex. There is an operating location near Groom Dry Lake. Now, specific activities and operations conducted on the Nellis Range, both past and present, remain classified, and cannot be discussed publicly. And we hope this information helps. That only furthers people's imaginations. That only drives people to ask more questions. When you know the facility is there and you put out a letter like this, we don't know anything about it. 
So I think the driving reason for the fascination with Area 51 is just this, the possibility that there could be actual alien tech that would radically change our social and religious beliefs and also advance our technological frontier beyond anything we could ever imagine. And not to mention the actual aliens. I mean, we can only hope, and really, we can only hope if there are actual aliens within the walls of Area 51 that they're not the hostile variety like the ones we saw in Independence Day. Because honestly, I mean, don't we all want our aliens to be just just sweet little creatures that just want to go home like E.T.? A little guy wouldn't hurt a flea. He actually helps some people fly their bicycles through the air. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I mean, the place is probably nothing more than an actual testing facility for planes and military tech. And these types of mundane technological advancements are, are really boring and, and kind of a non-event to most people who are now just obsessed with their own day-to-day things. So what is it that we actually know about this mysterious place in the middle of the desert? These are just the facts about Area 51. It, the facility or the base is commonly known as Area 51 and is located within the Nevada Test and Training Range. And it's officially recognized as Homey Airport or more commonly referred to as Groom Lake. Now, there are other names associated with the place. Dreamland and Paradise Ranch are just a couple. And these are names that are actually given to the facility. Now, the, the base itself is only 6 by 10 miles is the area that it sits on. Now, what's above it is interesting because that's called the groom box. And now in this area of restricted airspace, all non-military aircraft are strictly forbidden to fly anywhere near or in this 23 by 25 mile radius of airspace. Now, the area itself is primed for experimental aircraft testing because of, of one thing, the natural landscape. It's a salt flat. And a salt flat is unique landmass. Basically, what it is is this. It's a large expanse of flat, highly compacted dirt, which is perfect for landing airplanes and other flying machines. And now, it is said that this is one of the reasons that the base actually found its home there in the first place. Now, here's the fun one. Remember the letter we read just a few moments ago? What's really odd is that the government did not actually admit the existence of Area 51 until 2013. So again, it really begs the question, what are you hiding? You know, it's these type of flip-flop responses that will continue to fan the flames and create even more speculation about the place. First, the government says, no, there's no place called Area 51. Then they came out in 2013 and said, yes, there it is. It exists. It's been in plain sight the whole time. We've known it's been there. These types of responses from our government. I mean, it, it's laughable, really, because it, it, it makes the assumption that we don't pay attention and we don't see what's actually going on in the world around us. And because of this, in our minds, it creates in that, that fertile gray matter in our head the opportunity to grow a conspiracy and, and make it bigger and bigger and bigger until it takes on a life of its own. And once it takes on a life of its own, it just continues to grow. And I believe this one will grow well beyond my years here on this earth. Now, because there's so much information about Area 51, we just won't be able to get to it all on this episode. Because there's so much there. The roots of this story and this conspiracy go very, very deep. And it's really fascinating some of the other things that tie into this alien hotbed out in the middle of the Nevada desert. 
This has been another episode of Conspiracy Theory, dealing with Area 51 here on the Bearded Guy Podcast. I do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to stop by and give us a listen. It's appreciated more than you know. Now, if you've got an idea or a question or you just have a comment about the episodes we post, send them to me at beardedguypodcast at gmail.com. That's beardedguypodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you, the listening audience. Now, when we finish up our series on conspiracy theories, we're going to get back into the normal routine of of the paranormal and the oddities and the life weirdness that really just doesn't fit into that neat little box of our realities. And I'm looking forward to getting back into that, but I'm really intrigued by the the stories and conspiracy theories that we're, we're doing for these episodes. So I hope you join me for these, and I hope you join me for future episodes as this channel continues to grow. So thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for giving us a listen. It's always my hope that you have a great day, an even better day tomorrow, and a wonderful week ahead of you. And until next time.